stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is either astrological or related to relationships and romance. We investigate it under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So, uh, as promised from the progressions episode, I decided to explore each different planet, uh, progressed, and we're going to start at the very origins, the very beginning, actually the usual stereotypical beginning when it comes to astrology. And that is we're going to start with the sun and, uh, what a progressed sun means, both in general as well as within astrology. Now, I do have to make note, uh, stargazers, that this episode may be very short. It may be very sweet. But nonetheless, I think it should be jam-packed full of information that you guys can reflect on and meditate on. And if you guys are interested, take a look at your progress charts. That It's just fascinating what comes where and why and how we, what that tells us about how we're changing as individuals. And I think um, even though I don't like change myself, for some reason or another, maybe because I don't like change, I've just found this whole area of progressions to be very, extremely fascinating uh, lately. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's it's definitely adds a new dimension to your natal chart and also to the synastry chart as well. So the sun, uh, usually in general astrology, the sun represents our general ego. Also, who we're um, aspiring to becoming. Uh, that's according to Vedic astrology, you know, where we begin our journey with our moon signs. We're actually more typically our moon signs, and then we grow into our sun signs. When it comes to progressions and progressed sun signs, basically the sun really indicates a heck of a lot when it comes to your progressed chart. And when it comes to uh, certain changes in your life, because it usually represents a lot of main themes that could be coming up when it comes to your life's purpose, when it comes to how you're um, exacting your goals, uh, when it comes to what's more important to you, and also when it comes to little things such as hobbies, um, such as, you know, how you approach the day to day, um, certain things, different things may speak to you at different times. Now, a lot of sources that I had consulted had actually gone into what happens when the sun progresses from one sign to another, particularly, and how that shift really brings a lot of change. But I think actually, um, since the sun basically uh, ticks down every year, degree by degree, I think you don't have to wait 30 some years or so to, um, to really indicate, a, to have a change be indicated. I really think that changes also seem to happen with the sun, even when it's in the same sign, you might have like a different variation of the particular sign that the sun is actually within that could arise. An example for me came when I uh, basically was transitioning from 29 to 30. Uh, from 29 to 30, I actually um, had 
so many life perspectives at that time that were just, you know, especially at 29, I had a ton, a ton of life's perspectives and lessons and karmic, you know, whether they're karmic, whether they weren't, there's a ton of lessons thrown at me. And at 30, I, I remembered I was synthesizing those lessons, but I went from being, you know, kind of shifting from just being very straight laced and moving through my day to day to being suddenly interested in Anne Boleyn and the Tudors. I think with Anne Boleyn, particularly, how exactly did she win Henry VIII's heart? And, you know, kind of meditating on the historical, you know, there were lots of, lots of books on the subject and lots of theories on the subject matter, including that she, uh, she was actually a witch. She actually subjected Henry to a filter, P-H-I-L-T-E-R, that had a love potion in it and submerged it in the wine that was being shared amongst not only Anne Boleyn, but also amongst the king. Um, so, I mean, there, there was, there were those theories, but also many theories of, uh, you know, historic scholars that actually stated that there are some other factors, like more practical factors involved, but it definitely gave me a lot of food for thought. But for some reason, I, I became like rather interested in not only Anne Boleyn, but also some matters of the occult, you know, such as Wicca and what exactly magic is, and also some of the, you know, some of the sides or some of the religions that we hear very little of, you know, like Wiccans, I heard very little of what they believe in. Um, and, you know, also exploring more of Buddhism, exploring more of Hinduism as well, too, which I find that we hear very little of, even though the, um, the lessons that you learn from both um, religious paths and philosophical paths are really very profound. But, you know, I kind of, I definitely made a shift, even though my son, you know, position, progressed son position was still in Virgo at that time. I think the curiosity of Virgo kind of chucked up a little bit and the mental uh, awareness or the mental capacity of Virgo of filling all different spaces of the brain really started to chuck in. And if there were logical explanations of things that might have seemed mysterious in life, like with Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII, it's like if there was a practical explanation for why the king suddenly fell head over heels for a lady who wasn't, you know, classically beautiful for that particular time. Actually, now she probably would have really, she would have been the perfect, like, Instead of being an unconventional beauty, she would have been a beauty to this day, including, um, you know, some of the other non-physical forms that she had um, to her disposal as well. But anyway, um, that kind of highlights a little bit of the shift, even, you know, with the sun, even though same, same sign, you know, um, ever since I was 10, my son had progressed from Leo to Virgo. So even though the same sign, just like different attributes of that particular sign as well. Another great example would be if, say, somebody was five degrees Scorpio at birth, you know, their sun, a sun sign is five degrees Scorpio. When they hit about 25, their sun shifts from Scorpio to Sagittarius. That person may find that they... You know, they still like the mystery and they still like exposing the mysterious aspects and also the truthful aspects of life. 
which is definitely the sun sign in Scorpio, those attributes, while that's still tantamount, this, this person might also start to experience rather suddenly that they like adventure, they like um, a little more adventurous things, um, they're, they like to be a little more lighthearted um, in the day-to-day -day with that shift in, into Sagittarius, um, mainly, or, you know, like mainly that uh, being more lighthearted because I find with Scorpios, while they're really um, big about digging up the truths, sometimes those truths can really weigh them down. And I think sometimes with Scorpios, they kind of see a lot very, like too quickly in life and it can really cause like a dark shadow um, over certain aspects of their lives. So I think when their sun shifts or when that sun progresses from Scorpio to Sagittarius, there might be a little bit of a lighter, more hopeful mood with this individual. And again, quite, you know, again, that's, that could also be a shift that takes place as well too, that um, actually I'm, that the many sources are also um, pointing to either way. Um, it's basically, you know, as the sun progresses through your progression chart, it's how we evolve as individuals. It basically gives us key core themes as to how we're evolving dependent on the sign that the progressed sun happens to be in. Now, how often does this take place? And, you know, like I said, I think I briefly mentioned within my second example, the sun moving from one sign to a completely different sign as well, too. So like from, you know, the example with Scorpio moving from Scorpio to Sagittarius, um, you know, really that happens every 30 years. In fact, it was Astrology University that had a particular formula. And they mentioned that take the degree of where your sun was at birth. So like, for example, um, this person had five degrees Scorpio. Subtract that from 30 because they're 30, um, they're 30 degrees within a particular house. And it's really every 30 years that that person is going to get that shift. So actually that first shift or that the 30 minus whatever degree the sun happens to be in gives you that first shift, which may, it, it might not even be 30 years later. It's just, it gives you that first shift. But then after that's every 30 years that your, your, your son, ah, sorry, speak that to 10 times fast, that your son shifts from one sign to the next. Um, so within this case of this particular individual, it would be 25 years old, 30 minus five. And when she experiences her first shift, and then it'd be about like 55 when she experiences her second shift. Now, um, depending on the degree of the sun, there are some individuals who experience shifts rather early. I experienced my shift because I'm 20 degrees Leo. I experienced my first progress shift in, you know, when I was 10 years, 10 to 11 years old. And, uh, that seems, that does happen. It seems to make sense as I look back on my life. And then also just for, uh, for many individuals that also happens for others, especially if you're like earlier in the signs, it seems like it happens a little bit later. Nothing is better. Nothing is for worse. It's just what happens. Everybody's different and everybody, um, you know, kind of encompasses major shifts every now and then, especially when the sun hits from one sign to the next. For me, the major shift that occurred when I was 10 years old and why I felt like it uh, it made sense to me was because when, as a young Leo, 
who grew up um, trying to be very artistic, very creative, and just really trying to find my charm and really trying to find my voice as this big old lion, you know, you know, being in the shadow of this big old lion figure. Um, sometimes, you know, being a Leo was kind of daunting uh, when I was a kid because of the you know, being outgoing or known for being outgoing and super energetic, two traits that I really did not have at that time. But um, I was really um, just trying to balance my need for creativity with the practicalities of school. And especially being a student who had a learning disability, I had to devote more time, you know, I had to really learn how to balance those two things. About 10 to 11 years old, though, that creativity of Leo and the artistic side of Leo was really being balanced with the detail-oriented side of Virgo. I had to be very careful with what I was reading. I had to be careful with what I was studying to make sure I got the full material because I was gaslit pretty often by ableist-minded teachers, and they want to turn you know, facts around and make me sound like I said something else when really I did not mean that. Um, there was a lot of different situations that happened when I was young, but instead of just kind of being blinded to it, there was a lot of detail involved and a lot of emphasis on the facts a lot of the time, especially in school. I also noticed that my schoolwork, um, I felt like I had to be more detailed in order to learn the course content or the content that was being presented to me. And I, I had to learn how to balance the meticulousness and wanting to be detail-oriented with um, the need for creativity and expression and also the little bit of freedom of Leo as well. But like I said, it can seem like two polar opposites, especially when your son progresses from one sign to the next. It could def definitely seem like you're, you have a different set of energies um, at play because of course the sun that it usually progresses is in a completely, it's in a yin sign where you could be yang or in a yang sign when you can be yin. It's like, it's a sign that's very opposite to you, but it's in those positions that we kind of learn our major life lessons as well too. I think the sun really in a progress chart reveals our major, major life lessons uh, for a particular who had, a progress, a progression from Scorpio to Sagittarius. Uh, her major life lesson is obviously how to still be truthful, um, how to still balance the dark sides of life with the more lighter sides and the more fun sides of life. For me, the Leo, um, it was really how to balance the detail oriented, and I think through the details, I was able to see a lot more, you know, a lot more truth than I would have just with the Leo sun, but how to balance that with the creativity of Leo. And also sometimes how to bring the detail oriented and the very factual nature of Virgo into the very creative oriented uh, sphere of Leo as well too. And it can seem very different, but like I said, again, very profound lessons. Other attributes for the progressed sun is that um, there's a it's a dramatic influence on your soul soul's uh, purposes as well too. 
um, something else, something way different. Um, many sources, like I said, again, recounted from one, you know, sun shifting from one sign to the other. Um, but even like in the same sign, um, you can still get your soul's purposes revealed. And, um, you know, your soul's purpose can really be very different from what you had planned, um, beforehand. And it can also be very different from, you know, to those who know you and those who are around you as well, too. But for example, um, for many years or since I was 10, my progressed son is in Virgo. And I kind of feel like major life themes for me, I think I, I, I touched on one where it's like seeing the truth and learning how to see the truth through being detail oriented. Also, I think another thing, I mean, the detail orientedness is still there. Um, but really like how to see the little bits that make up a cohesive whole in my life. Um, you know, the little, little bits that lead to a major theory or the little moments that lead up to a big paradigm shift in life, um, I think are also some great soul purposes that I've been seeing personally with that Virgo progress sun. For somebody who has the Scorpio example with the progression, their sole purpose could be not only how to have fun and how to be lighthearted, but also really like how to be more adventurous, maybe even be more bold when it comes to revealing the truths, especially when everyone around them doesn't really want to hear the truth um, that they have and that they're that's kind of glaring and staring at them in the face, how to be a little more emboldened to pursuing that truth, um, whether on your own or whether trying to convince others to also go and investigate. And I think that that can also be a, a huge soul shift. I think the individual experience, like really, uh, you know, I see this to be true. I'm going to investigate it on my own because no one else believes me or everybody else feels ABC about it. I feel like that could also be a soul shift for a Scorpio, um, especially a Scorpio who has a progressed sun in Sagittarius. So um, definitely, and I think all soul purposes are very different. I mean, even though there's 12 signs, I think they can be very myriad and very different. Um, two people could have the same sun sign progression or the same sun progression in their progressed charts, but they could have a myriad of different experiences because um, each sign also contains a myriad of different archetypes um, that could really reverberate in that person's life. So, I mean, these are just like, like I said, two examples, but again, many more can also occur as well too. And then also the, the last point when it comes to the general, um, kind of meaning of the sun's progression is that you just become a brand new and refreshed version of yourself. And I think that happens with every year. So since the sun in a progressed chart moves degree by degree, and every year is actually represented by that degree, hence why it takes 30 years to um, move from one sign to the other. I think, you know, with each progression, whether in the same sign or changing signs, 
you become a new and a fresh version of yourself um, each each year. So I think it's it's really a treat to kind of see where your son's progression is in relation to your sun sign. And, um, you know, if it's in uh, relation to any natal planets as well. When that progressed sun does hit some of those natal planets, that's where some major shifts, um, like some of the major shifts that occur uh, with changing either sun signs or changing degrees. Also, um, changing a degree to where it's outside a natal planet can really drastically um, alter a life lesson. And usually it's within the same kind of archetypal meaning. Like say if it's hit, it's, you know, sun, progressed sun is hitting outside your natal Venus, you might be a little more inclined towards amorous pursuits or amorous natures, or just trying to get along with people and being peaceful towards people than usual. And that can also have a really profound shift uh, within your life as well, within your, your soul's purpose and your life as well, too. Um, so now that we've kind of covered kind of the, the basics of the progressed sun, you know, how does this relate to synastry? So I am so glad that you asked. So when it comes down to synastry, um, really what's indicative of a progressed sun is that it indicates how someone kind of just shifts in life. Um, and really, uh, if that partner is willing to make room and weave that shift into the relationship. Like, for example, with the um, example with somebody who is five degrees Scorpio, they might have met um, a romantic partner before their progress shift. So before 25 years of age, when their son was still ticking away in Scorpio. And so this individual she may have shifted in the regard of she may you know, at first she may have been really attracted to those who were, you know, the deep poets or the deep bass players, you know, someone who's passionate, but also who carries a certain mystery in their own way. And also who is um, sensitive in the relationship. But as the sun kind of progresses the, um, the Sagittarian shift or the Sagittarius shift, this person may find that the individual that she's dating could be, you know, along with sensitive, this person could be really moody and it's kind of so moody to where he or she feels like that's kind of a turnoff. Um, also, he or she may feel that this individual is just either too brooding or too mysterious that it's it's time to kind of lighten it up a little or they might feel they are adventurous with a little more adventurous within life but their partner at the time is not so much and so the relationship that might be a relationship icebreaker it also might be a deal maker in this regard and the scorpio individual may kind of fall out of love with that individual or they might have to, you know, shift their new perspective um, into something that could be a little bit more um, constructive for the relationship. In turn, that partner may notice the change um, within this individual. And, you know, she, while she's not or while he or she is not very brooding, mysterious, um, you know, really adept with the, the dark side of life. Um, you know, she, this person might have evolved towards being a little more lighthearted in life. 
the um, romantic partner may feel as though the shift could also be a deal breaker. And I, I just, I feel like this is usually the case within synastry that it could be a deal breaker, or again, it's a way of how to manage the shift in this individual to where it's constructive to the relationship. And according to sastrology.com, it also can shape your love life by how your core essence changes as well, too. You know, um, within this example with the Scorpio, they may break ties or he or she may break ties with a particular love interest, but the change may shape um, how exactly he or she views or who exactly he or she is attracted to in the relationship and also the reasons for why, you know, needing more, a little more lightheartedness in life could be really important and could be a really important goal in life, especially within the sinistry or the relationship. Um, but also this person may, you know, the this, this Scorpio individual may find that there's more um, layer dimensions and meaning in relationships with having a more adventurous spirit and also just more meaning in just being a little more lighthearted and not being so serious or not being so dark all the time as well too. And um, that could really help to, that could really shift the love life as well too. Or again, also within marriages or within very dedicated relationships it's how to weave, you know, the other person weaving that change into where it works in the relationship and also where the person who is experiencing the progressed son can also weave the change into the relationship or can also help the person out who's trying to adapt um, to make the relationship work a little bit better. But I think above all with the sun sign, it's really how we're dealing with change in the relationship and how much we're integrating that change into the relationship. Um, if it's just really a relationship that's just based off of meeting individual needs that happened way long ago in the past, which are kind of fruitless um, because everybody does change. Um, or if it's, if it is indeed a relationship where you can adapt and really accommodate over time. So stargazers, like I said, I mentioned this episode would be short and sweet, but uh, I, I'm hoping that it's full of jam-packed information. As always, feel free to look up at the stars. We are coming into a new moon. Um, so the, the sky is getting a little bit darker every night to where actually I, I saw it last night where you can kind of see some of the stars a little more brightly, which is nice. Um, but above all, feel free to look up at the stars. We not only uh, are looking up at our origins of astrology, but also we're kind of taking a break from the retrograde parade that is occurring right now with all of the generational planets. I don't know about you, but I've been dealing with a lot of the falls lately, just things and just things just sporadically falling um, in different places of my house. So that's been rather... So that's been a little more fun than what I really would like to have um, in a given day. But also, you know, like I said, can give you kind of a mindful break if you are having a little bit of a period. Um, I, I know that, the, you know, everything kind of shifts and ebbs and, and flows. So sometimes if you're having a hard point in life as well, too. 
And above all, Stargazers, I do hope that this episode was very helpful to you. And um, I also do hope that between now and next week that you guys are well. And until then, Stargazers. <laughs>